morning and welcome to Faith FM's Breakfast Show. You are listening to 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM in the wonderful country of sunny Australia. <coughs> oh, excuse me, my voice is going a bit croaky. You're listening to Mon and standing in for Lyle, we have the wonderful... Taryn. Good Thanks. morning, everyone. Oh, Taryn, I'm so stoked that you're here with us this morning. So am I. I've had a great morning this morning, waking yeah. up early and uh-huh. driving on in here. Did you see the sunrise? I did. You know, I, I hate to say this, but this was the first sunrise that I have seen in <laughs> quite a while. I won't lie. Oh, but it was beautiful. It's funny to me now because, did you know, when I started this show, I was like 0% morning person, mm, 100% same. now, Al. Mm-hmm. And I, I really had to dig around in the science of like how to become a morning mm. person. I'm there now. Like, I'm not mad about it anymore. Good work. Yeah. I mm. used to get up and be like, like full on angry that I had to be awake <laughs> before the sun was up. <laughs> Excuse me, so aggressive yep. about it. But now I'm like... I just can't imagine not being this person anyway. And I can't believe it only took a few months. That's so good. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, thank you. It's the power <laughs> of God. It's not me at all. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you are standing in for Lyle. Lyle is up north uh, in northern New South Wales at a town called Kingscliff. He is teaching a Daniel and Revelation component at a Bible college, which we're going to learn more about mm. later. And... Um, while he's away for this week, uh, you are filling in for us. And I'm so grateful because it's like total girl power today. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever had a host a show with another sister. <laughs> and uh, not only that, but we have a uh, guest coming on show later today that we're going to be interviewing, Sharissa Fong. So mm. three chicks in one. I love three. it. Three. I love it. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be great. Girls all the way. I love girl power. But tell me, uh, sweetheart. What are you grateful for this morning? Well, other than the fact that I actually got to see the sunrise for the first time, uh-huh. I am grateful for this cooler weather. Even though it yes. made it such a struggle to get out of bed this morning, mm-hmm. I was tucked into my warm so tuna mm-hmm. and then I had to get out and it was cold. But seriously, like it's finally starting to feel like autumn. I know, right? Up until now, it's been summer and we're in almost the middle towards the end of yeah. April. Yeah. Summer are blazing. Mm. Like, and you know, I, I've told our listeners before about this, but I like, I've got this jacket in the, mm. uh, this coat, cashmere coat in the, uh, in the summer sale back in December. It's this like pinky purpley, uh, a beautiful coat. It's just been too hot to wear it. It has. There has not been a cool enough day. I just, I just, I just want to wear this mm-hmm. thing, and I can't because it's so hot. That's it. I love winter clothes. I love my jeans, my boots, my jackets, scarves. my scarves, my, uh-huh. you know, whatever else I can find to put on that's warm. And I just haven't been able to find the time to wear it. Yeah, mm. yeah. But what about you, Mon? What are you grateful for this morning? I'm actually. I know this sounds crazy, and I know it's only the middle of the week, but I am already super excited about next week mm. <laughs> I'm grateful because yep. uh, on f- this week Friday uh, as soon as the show is wrapped up on Friday I'm going to be wrapping up um, packing up my bags and heading off to camp camp is always exciting it's my first time I'm so excited so for the l- next week the whole of next week we're going to be broadcasting live from um, Stewart's Point we're going to have a massive camp happening a big body of believers it's going to be such an exciting time and we're going to be on the beach that's so I exciting I love the <laughs> I love, 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 love the beach. I'm just such a beach freak. And Let's I have just hope it's not going to rain next week. It had better not. Yeah. Do you know what? I want I want autumn to hurry up and roll on in, but I also just want to hold out for one more week Yeah, summer. that's it. I won't tell <laughs> you about the piece. possible forecast of rain then. We'll just let you live in your <laughs> yeah. sunny la-la land, hey? Well, actually, the reason we're not going to tell uh, our listeners about today's weather is because this is actually the delayed broadcast. Mm. So, dear listener, you are listening to the show we did yesterday. Um, but do you know what? It's actually super easy to jump over onto the live show. 
All you have to do is go to our website, which is faithfm.com.au, and just press play on the live stream. That's easy. It's super easy. Mm. And there's another option as well. You can actually download the TuneIn app. You can download it to mm. any device, tablet, phone, whatever you got. And you can just search for Faith FM Australia. And once again, just press play. There it's you go. free. Both of them are free to, um, to use to download. And so you can listen to us anywhere on the planet. Mm, and that's pretty exciting tuning into the live show because you got to win prizes and yeah. I love giving away prizes. I Absolutely. love winning prizes. Uh-huh. It just makes my day so much better. Prizes are great because they're not only fun to get, but they're also fun to give. They are. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So if you're on the live show, you can uh, call in, you can ask the question of the day, you can get the free giveaway at the end of the show, you can participate in our quiz, mm. we, have a, we have a Bible quiz and if you have the right answer, you can win the prize. You know, it's, it's actually a much better show if you tune mm. live. But having said that, our delayed broadcast is still a great show. Um, we have coming up, you know, our encounter with God. So Tara and I will take you through a little bit of Revelation chapter one. Uh, we have our interview with uh, Sharissa. It's a great show. Stay tuned. <laughs> so this is Sam Cox, Lord, I Need You. And it is definitely uh, true. We definitely need the Lord every day. We need it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And definitely today, Wednesday. We Indeed. hope you have a wonderful morning with us. Stay tuned. I confess, bowing here, I find my rest. Without you, I fall apart. You're the one that guides my heart. Lord, I need you, oh, I need
my righteousness, oh God, how I need you. Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM. You're here with The Breakfast Show with Mon and standing in for Lyle, we have Taryn. Taryn, <laughs> I'm so stoked you're here. I can't even begin to explain. But Taryn. Before you get too comfortable, yes. let me hit you with the quiz. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is a who am I quiz mm. and I'm going to give you the first clue. I told Zachariah that his son was never to take wine or fermented drink. Oh. oh. Do you think you might know who it is? I'm not too sure. I'll have to have a think about that one. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> I love it when I stump my co-host. Yes. <laughs> we'll give you some more clues later. But for now, if you think you know who told Zachariah that his son was never to take wine or fermented drink, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. You can text us 0491-064-669. Or if you're already on Facebook, like, most of us are, apart from me. You can Facebook message us, Faith FM Australia. And if you get it right, we will send you the prize, which this morning is a Melissa Otto CD album. I have done Melissa Otto CD albums three days in a row now, but that's because people love them. They're fantastic. They really are. Her music is just amazing. Every time we give away a Melissa Otto CD, people like scramble over themselves to get a copy of it. (laughs) Well, I'm hoping to hear from a few listeners this morning then, Mon. Yeah, for sure. This is the album called The Journey Home. Have you heard it? I have heard some of her oh, songs on that. So it's nice. so beautiful. We actually play a lot of her music here on the station and people really enjoy it, including there ourselves. You go. Yeah. So <laughs> if you want to get a copy of that CD album, just uh, answer the quiz question and give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Now, Taryn, what is happening in current events around the globe? Well, Mon, last night as mm-hmm. I was tucked up safe and sound in my bed, unfortunately the people in... Um, in America, they were on a flight from New York to Dallas and their plane, a Boeing 737, the Southwest Airlines plane, um, had to make an emergency landing in Philadelphia because their engine had blown up. Are you serious? Yes. This it was like my worst nightmare. Same. I like never want to get on a plane again. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but I will <laughs> because it's I easy. Know, right? You feel like you have to, even but, if you don't want to. But seriously, like I can't believe it's such a one-off crazy event to happen. They're How usually so safe. engine just explode? Well, apparently um, some of the um, equipment in the engine broke apart and the ring around it. Now, I'm not a scientist or Neither an engineer I. here, uh-huh. but I'm working with what I've got yeah um, the ring around it it's meant to catch it but it didn't do its job it failed and the piece of engine actually um, went into the engine it blew up the engine and then one flew into the window of the plane and unfortunately one of the passengers died because um, oh, no. it went inside the plane and hit her oh so, no absolutely devastating but everyone else survived everyone else survived they got the plane safely landed in Philadelphia the pilot um, as he pulled up on the landing apparently everyone was cheering um, uh-huh. And they, when they got there, the firefighters put out the the fire in uh-huh, in the uh-huh. engine, and everything was okay. But I just, man, I feel for those the family of yeah, that poor absolutely. lady. Yeah, it's uh, it's astounding because people always say um, flying is so much safer than driving, but yet flying feels so much more dangerous. It does. Than driving. I guess there's such a huge risk. You die in such a more spectacular way and not a good way but and I feel like you know I mean I feel safer driving because 
there's so many opportunities for me to get out. Exactly. Like, you know, if we're, you know, if I don't, if the person behind the wheel is making me feel unsafe, I mm-hmm. can just ask them to pull over or pull, you know, just jump out at a exactly. traffic light or just escape. Yeah. Like, once you're in that plane and that door there's shuts, there's no getting out. Like you're in it. For, until yeah. Like, like getting pregnant. It's like <laughs> exactly nothing ain't gonna stop this thing until it comes out. Like you're done for. Yeah. It, I yeah. think the other thing is for me, I'm a bit of a control freak, and I guess yeah, driving, I'm in control. control. That's right. Yeah. But when I get into the plane. Like I have to give up all of control to the pilot. Hey, Uh and I guess there's a lesson there for all of us, you know, in this life that we're living, like we give up all control to God. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we can try and do stuff, but Hey, when you're in that plane, when you're in this life, there's not much you can actually do. And it's actually quite, um, you know, it's interesting you should say that because we do have to remember that if we actually had the opportunity to be the one in control of the plane, we would maybe have it for a split mm-hmm. second before we realize, actually, I don't know how to fly a plane. Exactly. I'm going to mess this up. Let me hand yep. it back over to the captain. That's right. And that's how we should be with life. That's we exactly might right. want control, but we, sh- we need to realize that we're just going to crash our mm-hmm. lives. We need to hand it over to Christ. And there's the safety of a lot more passengers than just ourselves as well mm-hmm. that God's looking after here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. And he doesn't have any, he has a perfect track record. No exactly. crashes. His engine has yeah i am um, i have to admit i probably pray the hardest when i'm on a plane yeah same yeah. <laughs> my favorite um my favorite chapter to go to because i have like a little mini travel bible mm-hmm. i love it it fits in my pocket oh perfect and, uh, and i always go to psalm 27 yes psalm 27 is just the most beautiful chapter and it's my all-time favorite chapter of the bible yeah and uh if if you have some time today make some time today go and read psalm 27 and know that that's my favorite chapter but tell us what else is happening around the world today well um in other news i was reading an article um that was talking about how much kids are actually exposed to junk food ads when they're watching tv oh this is my pet hate i hate this really it really is like everyone's complaining about um the obesity of children and how it's one of our number one leading causes of concern in australia and across the world Mm -hmm. and yet media outlets and everyone like that like when kids are sitting down to watch tv they're exposed to so many junk food advertisements and i think people need to stop thinking oh it's just you know it's the parents responsibility to turn the television off Mm -hmm. you know what everyone needs to take responsibility for for childhood exactly because it's not like advertisers don't know what they're doing they know Mm -hmm. they're they're doing it on purpose they're trying to get the kids because they know that's that hack that's how they can get their money exactly exactly because when the kids are are caught in that trap then Uh they're just going to beg their parents and they're not going to let up until their parents give them what they want but just a few facts here so the researchers at university of Adelaide they were working um, with telecommunication engineers to design um, a TV monitoring system to capture the amount of ads shown on the TV on one TV network um, which took in four channels over an entire year and in more in over 30 30,000, sorry, hours of television monitored in 2016, more than 100,000 food ads were logged. Oh my. How insane is that? 100,000 ads over 30,000 hours of TV. If they can build technology that can monitor how many ads there are for food, surely we must be on the precipice of being able to develop a technology where you can filter your ads. So sure, amazing? you still have to watch ads, but you can choose what category they're all mm-hmm. coming from. So like, do you know what? I'm on a diet or my kids, I don't want them eating junk food. Yeah. 
let me filter out all the food ads yes. and then just you know hit me with the toilet paper and yeah. toothpaste and car ads exactly you can put that up with amazing. that yeah exactly yeah. right or but, if you have like a shopping addiction be like okay i don't want to see the car commercials i don't want to see the you know the dress shop yeah. ads hit me with the food ads that's it yeah yeah or let me know about what solar panels are going in yeah. lately <laughs> <laughs> or if you're planning a vacation be like exactly. give me 100 travel commercials. yes that's it <laughs> but the thing is it's not just ads on tv kids are exposed to facebook oh. and and all of the social media outlets as well mm-hmm. and so they're getting ads all over the place from there as well cereal boxes exactly everywhere they're being you know drenched in this thing yeah it's uh it's i think it's difficult as i'm not a parent at all but i can imagine it would be difficult to shield your child when there is a group of advertisers who are actively trying to gain your kids attention aggressively with massive budgets to do it so Mm -hmm. if you're a mom if you're a dad give us a call weigh in on this one 1-800-FAITH-FM 1-800-324-843 we'd love to hear your opinion and maybe if you have uh maybe some tips on how to you know shield your kids or what you've done or what you know if you're actually struggling with this Mm. because you know how many times have you been to the supermarket and seen a kid be like i want this all the time the monkey i remember as a child like i wasn't down for the home brand stuff like i wanted the branded stuff and i would beg mum for it yeah because that's what i'd seen on tv that was what was cool and that's what i wanted even though they tasted exactly the same exactly you want the bright color that's it fun happy going with the toys in it with the toys in it (laughs) yes why doesn't home brand stick some toys in it for goodness they could make some more money on that one (laughs) uh this is such a i think this is a um actually a problem of epidemic yes. proportions because yep. childhood obesity is crazily on the rise yes. and all our lifestyle diseases that we usually associate with older age or even middle age are now affecting our children which is you know like hypertension like it's just it is a travesty yeah and i definitely think the advertising industry has a lot to answer for and we can't just say they're not responsible exactly when they're aggressively yep. approaching it so, i agree yeah hot topic give us a call if you want to weigh in on it and we're going to be right back after this with some good news segments and then also our guest interview with uh, Sharissa Fong. But right now, this is Marion Blythe Peppers and the song is called Search For Me. It's going to be a wonderful song. wonder who they're searching for. I guess we'll have to listen to the lyrics. Sit beside me while I on bended knee I know you are there Though far you see So I'm clinging to you Hold on to me 
To Faith FM's breakfast show, you're here with Mon and Taryn. And guess what, Taryn? What? We have a caller who's called through to answer the quiz. No way, only after one clue. I know, this is so great. That's exciting. Zainab from Adelaide, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, let me read the clue. Good morning to you. Okay, so the clue is, I told Zachariah that his son was to never take wine or fermented drink. What is the answer to that one, Zainab? An angel of the Lord. What's the Ooh. name of the angel of the Lord? Eh? What's the name of the angel of the Lord? Do you have a name, Zainab? Angel Gabriel. Gabriel, that's yes, the one. That's the one. Congratulations <laughs> and well done, Zainab. We will be sending you the <laughs> Melissa Otto music CD album, The Journey Home. Thanks for calling in. Okay, now, Taryn. Yes. I have a question for you. I'm ready to answer. When you go to the supermarket mm-hmm. and you buy some groceries, mm-hmm. what do you stick your groceries in? I usually go through the self-serve checkout and put them in one of those plastic bags that are also handy. Well, did you know that they are about to be phased out? I did. And you know what? I live with this um, one of my housemates. She is so excited that plastic bags <laughs> are going to be phased out. Well, it is good news because, I mean, they are incredibly damaging to the environment. They are. They, they are. really and are. And I've been hearing about this impending, um, you know, ban coming up, but I've just 
just only seen an, an article giving a date. Now, get this, from July 1, mm-hmm. so Queensland and uh, Western Australia will ban single-use lightweight plastic bags from major retailers, which is going to bring them into the same uh, category as the ACT, South Australia and Tasmania. Now, my parents live in Tasmania, mm-hmm. and every time I go to the supermarket in Tasmania, I go to the checker and I... <laughs> I could have put my stuff in a bag and there's nothing to stick it in. And I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then I feel like a drongo because, you know, here in New South Wales, we're still able to get plastic bags. That's it. Yeah, but so it will be good when they're phased out because so much plastic waste just goes into the ocean. It's killing the animals. It's kill- It's just piling up in mountains and, you know, like we're just not able to get rid of it. So I'm so, like, I'm really glad for our environment, you know, that we're actually stepping up and doing something to start looking after this earth that we've been given. Yeah. And single use lightweight plastic is definitely a just an atrocious. Although, do you know what? I have to admit, you know, whenever they say single-use plastic bags, I always think to myself, I don't single-use them. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so many uses for them. I know. I'm always like, man, I, like, I have a – this is going to sound a bit crazy. I have a friend in California who stockpiles plastic bags. Yeah. Because plastic bags also, like, basically illegal in California. And uh, and I was I was visiting her just in January, and I had been traveling in other states, and I had, like, a mm-hmm. bunch of plastic bags that I was using as, like, padding for yeah. packaging and stuff like that. And she's like, oh, can I have them? Can I have them? Can I have really? them? Really? Yeah, yeah. And so I left her all my plastic bags. What does she do with them? She, 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 I don't know. Just, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I know what I use them for. So when I get home and unpack my shopping, I um, put all my plastic bags into one plastic yes. bag, shove it under the kitchen mm-hmm. sink. and they, Sounds pretty similar yeah. to us. Yeah. yeah. And I use them all the time. I use them to line um, bins, yep. bin liners. Yep. Um, you know, the, the toilet bin, the bathroom bin, yep. some, the, the compost bin, not necessarily the kitchen bin because kitchen bins are usually a bit too big. They're usually bigger, yeah. Yeah. And um, but then I line them with that, and then when that's full, you know, I wrap it up and take mm-hmm. it out. And then I think to myself, you know, it did get one more use out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I keep thinking to myself, once they ban plastic bags from sh- supermarkets, am I then doomed to have to go and pay? For plastic yes. bags to line my bins with. Yes. And what's the difference between the plastic bags that we get from the supermarket to line our bins and the plastic bags that we're buying to line our bins? Excellent question. I actually have an answer oh, for Oh, good. This. Yeah. So actually, when when they're banning these single-use plastic bags, they're banning single-use lightweight plastic bags. Okay. And so the ones that you buy are supposed to be um, heavyweight plastic bags, uh, heavy-duty plastic bags. They're, they're not going to be wiped out. Okay. They're, they're allowed. They're still yeah. allowed, which is a bit crazy because the idea is because they're heavy duty, they'll be used repetitively. But the thing is, they may be only like five times more yeah. Yeah, useful, really. And uh, and then they start busting open as well. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and so the question is, you know, then you have something that's even thicker that has to break down, mm. which won't break down. We all know yeah. it's like, what, a million years for a yeah. plastic bag to break down. And so, it's, you know, it's like... Which is a yeah, lesser of the two evils, really. Why? I wonder why they haven't gone. Because, like, I see in all of the TV shows and, and movies from, like, America that they have the they have the paper bags that they mm-hmm. get from the supermarkets. And I know that paper is super easy to recycle. Yeah. Why aren't we going for, like, paper bags in our supermarkets? I think, once again, it's also, like, you know, a lesser of a bunch of evils. Because yeah. paper bags, you have to, like, basically destroy a bunch of forest to create the That's wood true. chips to get the paper to make the paper bags. Which is why I think, you know, because you know how you look at the red. 50s yeah mummy coming out that's it with her brown paper bags and then was like oh we're destroying the forests to make these yeah. bags let's go to plastic we don't have to destroy the trees 
But now we're like, oh, actually, do you know what? <laughs> this yeah. was the worst option. It would be great if we could recycle the paper bags That's and it. use recycled paper bags. They're saying, so, um, or just a, a little stat here. So Woolies currently gives out more than 3.2 billion wow. single-use plastic bags every year. That's just Woolies. Wow. Just Woolies. Not even I'm sure Coles, Coles would be exactly the same. Yeah. And then the yeah. little supermarkets even... More again. Um, and then, you know how they have those um, those bags that you can now purchase? Yes. And they have like the pretty like pictures the green bags? Or, yeah, the yeah. green bags. Then you have the ones that have like pictures of like fruit and yes. stuff on them. So they're also still plastic. Are they? Yes. Yeah, so I thought there was some material. They're like the green the green fabric-y ones. Yeah. They're, they're some sort of biodegradable fabric. Okay. But the other ones that they sell with the fruity pictures, yeah. they're, they're another kind of plastic. They're like, uh, like further up the, the plastic food chain so okay. to speak like you know how you have the thin yeah. single use and then you have the heavy duty and then yeah. you have like these fellas yeah. so we're still still in the same sort of category so um scientists are saying that the actual only solution to this um is to use cotton wow yeah cotton because cotton can um can be used about 130 times to- sorry no 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 they can be used like depending on how good you look after yeah. them, they can be used like almost forever. But um, they need to be used about 130 times to achieve reduction in greenhouse gases. Okay. Um, and then the good thing about them is that they're completely um, biodegradable and they break down um, into zero harmful pollutants, unlike the other options that we have. That would be good. Yeah. yeah. And um, the thing is, that's quite expensive. Mm. You know, once you're you're purchasing... I mean, for Woolies to now create, you know, billions of cotton bags mm. instead of plastic bags um, for customers to use would be quite expensive. And then, you know, I guess we have to, I guess we're all going to be forced at one point to yes. purchase them. Yeah. I wouldn't mind going back to boxes. Yeah. Boxes work. Yeah. Yep. Boxes, just recycling boxes. They're recyclable. Very yep. recyclable. Yeah. I've moved house with the same yep. set of boxes <laughs> over the last five times same. I've moved house. <laughs> yeah. They're very useful. Um, now, I had the, an idea for this, right? Yes. So I'm just reading about this lady who, uh, this doctor, um, who's a scientist who's, um, you know, she's studying this case out, but she says um, the best solution that she's come up with, and I really like this solution, mm-hmm. is to uh, make your own bags from leftover fabric. That is a, a, that's a really good idea. And it's not new. She says her grandma used to make her bags. Wow. Because you know how buying clothes yeah. is, is a fairly new yes. thing for for humanity to do. Back in the day, we all made our own yes. clothes. And so, you know, our grandmas will remember that because I'm guessing you're in your 20s. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so, yes. So, so you're a young sapling. <laughs> yep, that's and, it. <laughs> and so our grandmothers would have been making their own clothes. My grandma was a tailor. Yep. And... Um, and yeah, and the leftover fabric from making your own clothes, they would often get the scraps, sew them into bags, there you and go. that was your shopping bag. Wow. You didn't need yeah. a paper bag, you didn't need a box, you didn't That's need brilliant. anything from the store. Yeah. yeah. You know, the one thing that I hate though about those bags, what? and it really comes down to my own fault, is that I always forget to take them back. Oh, I know. Like, I buy them. I have a stockpile of these reusable bags. I put them by the front door for the next time that I need to go <laughs> grocery shopping. And then when I go grocery shopping, I just get into my car and leave the bags by the door. I think advertising has a, a part to play in this, though, as well, because they've turned us into impulsive shoppers. Yes. Impulsive shoppers aren't planned shoppers. That's right. It's the planned shoppers who remember to take their bags. Exactly. My parents put me to shame because they always have in the boot of their car these, like, 
plastic collapsible boxes. Oh, wow. With a bunch of those reusable um, That's bags. That's brilliant. And they're like, it's like a full on, yeah. it's an orchestra. Whenever yeah. they go to the supermarket and get their groceries, it's like fully planned. Yeah. Here's this, here's that. They take all the stuff yeah. in and they bring it all. It's amazing. So that's what I need to do. I need to put the bags back in the car for the next time that I need to go Just shopping. Just keep them in the car. Just keep them in the car. If you have any tips on how to use less plastic bags that we haven't heard of, give us a call 1-800-FAITH-FM and you can help us weigh in on what is going to be the future of Australia very, very soon. No more plastic bags ever. This is Mel Venus.
back. You are listening to Faith FM's Breakfast Show with Mon and Taryn standing in for Lyle, who is away up north. Taryn? Yes. So our quiz got answered really, really quickly. It did, which was so exciting. Such an amazing effort by our wonderful listeners. I think we should start another quiz. I think that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is a Who Am I quiz again. A first clue is in Luke chapter 3 and verse 38, I am called the Son of God. Wow. In Luke 3, 38, I am called the Son of God. If you think you know who that might be, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text us 0491-064-669 and you can tell us the answer. And we will send you the prize which I think this time I'm going to go Soyan Eastam CD. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you know who, who it is? I'm not too sure. I think that requires a bit of Bible knowledge there, Mon. I love stumping you. <laughs> Guess what else, Taryn? What? We have our guest on the interview line. That's also exciting. Welcome to the show, Sharissa Fong. Thank you, Mon. Thank you, Taryn. How are you this morning, Sharissa? I'm very well, thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much for getting up early. And I do like to ask our listeners what it is they're grateful for today. And uh, Taryn was grateful this morning for the cooler weather because cooler I'm weather. excited that it's finally feeling like autumn and not like summer. And I'm grateful for the <laughs> fact that the week is almost half done because next week is big camp. What are you grateful for this morning, Carissa? <laughs> Well, I have a very big thing to be grateful for because I was on my way to the office so I could take your call this morning and I was pulled over by a cop. <laughs> oh, and that's my worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, but it gets better than that because he came over, he asked for my license, did a breath test and he asked me, what am I doing? And I said, well, I know this sounds hard to believe. I'm on my way to a radio interview. And so he gave me a warning and he let me go on my way. Oh, <laughs> praise <laughs> God. <laughs> Yeah. Amen and praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, Sharissa, that's a great story. We haven't even started with your story. <laughs> now, I'm so pleased that you're on the show this morning um, because I have known you for a few years, but I do love hearing uh, the testimonies and the stories of all the people that I have just met and have met from long ago. <laughs> Let's get rolling straight into it. Um, tell me a little bit about how, I guess, I don't know, how, how you, did you grow up in a Christian home? Have you always known Jesus? How did you come to know about Jesus? Um, I'm very grateful to God that he blessed me with a mum who took it upon herself to make sure that she knew that my sister and I had been introduced to Jesus from a very young age. And so I grew up in a Christian home, but my dad wasn't always a church-going, committed Christian man, but praise God, he is today. And I guess even though you grow up in a Christian home, you know, we're not saved by being born into Christian homes. Mm. We're saved by being born again. Mm. And so I guess I met Jesus very personally for myself um, in the year 2000 when I was listening to um, an evangelistic series. And that's really when I gave my heart to Jesus fully. How old were you then? I would have been around about 12. Wow. Uh, young sapling, young follower of yes. Jesus. Now, but this story is a great story because it does show that when you do choose Christ at a young age, the Lord will still use you and guide you. So you, you started down a, a pre-distinctive path, um, path from, from that early age, didn't you? Yes, I did. I actually, uh, my mum would take us, my sister and I, to church every Sabbath. And uh, when we were sitting in the pews, I'd just look at the preacher, get up the front and preach. And I'd think, oh, I wish I could do that. And so I'd come home and I'd sit in my, well, stand in front of my full length mirror in my bedroom. And I would preach 
to the mirror some of history's deepest sermons nobody would understand (laughs) (laughs) and uh, my sister who shared a room with me for a long time when we were little she came in one day without knocking and she said what are you doing and I said I'm preaching to the mirror and she said can I play and so we would play church and she would do the welcome the song service (laughs) take up the offering do the special items say the prayer and then I would preach then we'd stand together for our closing song and I'd shake her hand (laughs) on her way out of the room and thank (laughs) you Um, I just want to know how much an offering did you get from the teddy bears? (laughs) Were they generous? It wasn't that successful. (laughs) We put our pocket money in. (laughs) But Um, since having those unsuccessful sermons to your teddy bears, your sermons have gotten a bit more success by the grace of God, have they not? Yes. So one day the head elder of our church was making a visit to my dad who wasn't going to church at the time. And I didn't know he was in our house and my door to the bedroom was slightly ajar. And he saw me, maybe six years old, preaching to this mirror. And he thought to himself, I'm going to ask that girl to preach. And years later he did. And uh, that's one side of it. The other side of it was I was put into a public speaking competition from my local school. And I was so nervous because I'm actually a very shy person and I don't like public speaking. But the night before this competition, I knelt beside my bed and I prayed, Lord, if you get me through tomorrow, and then I stopped and I said, no, if you let me win tomorrow, (laughs) then I promise you that I will speak for you wherever you open the doors. And basically, long story short, I won the next day by a miracle and being humble. I was I won by a miracle and from that day to this God's been opening doors for me in just amazing ways. That is an incredible yeah. story. And you know, I particularly love the fact that the elder from your church was there. He saw a mm. talent and he decided to nurture it. And I think that's definitely a testament to mm. to all of us now. If we see young people that we can nurture, we should nurture them. Because I mean, you know, look how look how your path is has changed since that day. Mm. Now, tell mm. me a little bit. Um, you know, you have preached all over the world, and I've heard many of your sermons, and they are just incredible very incredible sermons and the Lord has definitely blessed you with a talent and I'm so grateful that you've um, in a way thrown your lot in with Jesus and Mm. let him guide you and Mm. use you. Um, What is Mm. it you're doing now? Because you uh, have a very special job, a very special role um, there in Sydney. Yeah, Um, this is another job that the Lord got me. I was um, looking for work at the time uh, that would allow me to travel and preach because I'd made this promise to God. And one day I was out after stressing, after so much looking online, and I just sensed that God spoke to me. You know that time when you feel like you hear a still small voice? Mm -hmm. And God said to me, Sharissa, I'm about to open a door for you. And I came back home from my walk, and I opened my computer, and there was an email on my laptop from the CEO of the Adventist Media Center here in Sydney saying, Hey, Sharissa, how would you like to come in and do some casual work for us? And so I said, yes, straight away. And he said, well, come in for an interview. So I came in the following week for an interview. And I know this is of the Lord because he sat there at his desk, scratching his chin, just trying to think of what he could get me to do here. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) They didn't even have a job. (laughs) But I um, am now working for a Bible school, which is like a media response center called the Discovery Center. And so people that want to study the Bible, have Bible questions, want prayer from all across the country, I get to interact with them and connect them with local churches that can also help foster their interest in Jesus. So tell me a little bit about the, the mechanisms of how that works for our listeners who might be interested in, in, our, in what the Discovery Center has to offer. 
Mm-hmm. Great question. So there are many different ways of using media to reach out with the gospel to others. And so there's television ministry, there's print magazines, there are letterbox cards where people are offered um, Bible courses that they might like to study. And so whenever anyone responds to these forms of media or outreach um, or yeah, those kinds of things, mm-hmm. then those things come back to us. Uh, We have a range of courses here at the Discovery Center that talk about Bible prophecy, how to have a relationship with Jesus, parenting, relationships. There's courses for kids. There are courses on um, ancient, uh, what do you call it, archaeology. Um, There's one really good one, a very new one. It's on uh, forgiveness. It's called Forgive to Live. And that's actually a very popular course because, Mm. you know, we've all got stuff that we have to deal with. So uh, people that want to study these things, write into us or respond to a television ad or a radio ad like you might use. And uh, then they correspond with people like myself and we step them through those courses, which are offered free of charge and anybody is welcome to study them. Hmm. And so is there a phone number or a website that our listeners could go to to access these? Is that, I mean, that Forgive to Live one sounds really yeah, good. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, um, you can. You can go online. If you go to hopechannel.com slash forward slash learn, you'll find all of our courses online there. Or else if people wanted to call in, they could call a 1300 number, which is one 389 Now, you just said Hope. Hope Channel. I'm guessing that's um, the Hope Television, the Christian television station. So this is something yeah. that people watch on their TV and they might see like a giveaway and so they're like, oh, you know what, I'd like to get hold of that. And so they contact yeah. the, um, the station and you're the person they contact. Yeah, that's right. Now. And sometimes um, Hope Channel programs are featured on free-to-air television or the Australian Christian Channel or other channels uh, and people write in to there as well. Now, in the last five minutes, Teresa, now I, <laughs> yeah. I just know, I just know that you are sitting on a wealth of amazing stories. If you're in that, <laughs> if you have that kind of a job, I just know that there are just, you must be brimming with stories of God's power and of God's leading and what he's doing right here in Australia with uh, people who are seeking and searching for him. Tell us some of your best ones. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one because I don't know where to start. <laughs> um, probably, probably we have so many prisoners that are studying the Bible with mm. us, which wow. is amazing. Um, and they send, they invite their friends and wow. they tell their friends by word of mouth, hey, you should be studying this course called Taking Charge of Your Life. And so um, they come into us and we correspond with them. But Probably the most exciting prisoner that I ever had to deal with was actually my cousin. Wow. Um, I don't know my cousin so well. He's been in and out of jail for most of his life, but we were, we've become pen friends because of what he was doing through the Discovery Center, and that was really exciting. That's really me. cool. Yeah, it's an incredible yeah. story. Um, yeah. Tell me, you're going to be preaching. Uh, where are you preaching this year, actually? I'm just so super keen to find out. <laughs> well, I just got back from a trip to Europe, which is pretty exciting. I was preaching for a youth congress in Germany. Wow. And that's a long, long way away. Hey, you're part German. What do you mean part German? I'm full German, sweetheart. No. Oh, sorry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those full German, full Australians kind of deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I just got introduced to your driving um, autobahn over there. But, Isn't it fabulous? So, 
Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, it was one of the most spiritual roads I've ever been on. <laughs> Praying the whole time. I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I enjoyed that. But this coming weekend, I'm actually going to be in Brisbane oh. at the Salisbury Seventh-day Adventist Church there. And then we're going, I'll be doing a few other things. I'm going to the South Pacific um, in August, in July, and in September in some island places there. That's incredible, the Lord would take you. Um, now tell mm. us, we have about uh, two and a half minutes left, let me just tell you. But I would like to know a little bit about um, your local church because when I think of you, Charissa, I often think of Waitara Church, um, which is the <laughs> Seventh-day Adventist Church there in Sydney. And because uh, and you're, you're quite involved there, tell us a little bit about what happens there and some of the programs that people can link in with at Waitara. Sure. Well, I've been going to Waitara for a very long time, which is why you think my name is synonymous Mm -hmm. with Waitara. Uh I feel like part of the furniture there. (laughs) Um, But I serve in my local church as a youth leader, and I think everybody should be actively involved in a local church somewhere because it's, you know, one thing to have a relationship with Jesus, but it's another thing to be able to fellowship with people who also seek Him and to work together with others to share the gospel in your local community. That's really where the rubber meets the road. Mm -hmm. So I'm very excited with what's happening in our youth, and we have an afternoon youth program um, on the first Sabbath or Saturday of the month and on the third Saturday of the month it's called Alive where we train young people to share their testimonies like this to uh, preach and they sing and do things and we do outreach and I'm really excited about that oh that's wonderful Local church perspective so if you're in the Sydney area and uh, Waitara is sort of like northern Sydney right yeah, it's on the North Shore, and it's really easy to get to. It's like a two-minute walk from the train station, so you're all welcome. <laughs> uh, Which we train have station? A thing at Waitara Train Station. Waitara Train Station, yeah. Yep, and so it starts, you have Sabbath School that will start at 9.20 and it's a really vibrant Sabbath School program which is basically the church at study. We all study the Bible together and then we have our service which begins at 11 o'clock. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Go. So if you'd like to get uh, hold of the um, any of the study guides that Sharissa was talking about from um, Discovery Center, it's, is it hope.com forward slash learn? Hopechannel.com forward slash learn. Hopechannel. Okay, great. So it's hopechannel.com <laughs> forward slash learn. And if you'd like to get hold of any of those study guides and maybe even interact with Sharissa herself. And then, of course, Waitara Church every Saturday morning uh, from 9.20, was it? Yes, that's right. 9.20. Thank you so much for joining us, Teresa. We really appreciate having you on the show and sharing your, your story, your testimony. It's a, a wonderful, wonderful example of how the Lord will use people, even young people, even little mm. 12-year-olds. It's wonderful um, the way he'll guide them and lead them. We're going to have a song break. Uh, this is Sandra Enterman. All I ever have to be and all I ever have to be is in love with Jesus and following him. Amen. Did you enjoy that testimony? Karen? I did. Thank you so much, Sharissa, for sharing that with us. Thank you. When the weight of all my dreams is resting heavy on my head, and the thoughtful words of help and hope have all been nicely said. 
I really 